0: Melanie? You see? sky welcome welcome everyone we have a special guest today yes yes, we have a special guest today i'm so so excited excited. excited, my friend friend melanie Melanie miller Miller is with us hang on guys i did it again i did it again i have all these speakers going on at the same time Welcome. This morning is going to be a subject that I went and get my friend Melanie Miller because we're going to be talking about, I hope I say it right, Melanie, semantics, the semantics of a sentence. And when I was reading, it was like Chinese to me, and yet I'm living it as we speak. What what, What it means for me, Melanie, is simply between what I say and what you understand are two different things. Back in the days prior to COVID-19, for me, it was very easy because as soon as you walked in the office, I would see you. I, I, would, I would feel that it was not a good day. Something now that we show up like literally uh, seconds before the Zoom meeting happens or whatever meeting you're following, I don't feel what you're feeling anymore. I don't see that today is not a good day or that today... Um, Uh, is a day you're feeling a little bit sad or that today it's a day that maybe you're feeling a little bit um, aggressive. Remember back in the days we used to cross in the corridors like, like in school? So we don't get that anymore, right? So now what happens is I'm going to say something and it's completely not the right timing to say it. Whereas before when I was able to see my audience live, I was able to discern that this I could say right now and this I could not say right now. And that has caused me personally, Maria Mariano, 37 years experience in a multi-level marketing business has caused me frictions that I would not have otherwise lived because I would have known that right now, Melanie, was not a good time to tell you about this subject. So we need to be very, very careful. For those joining us for the very first time, our podcast is called The Millionaire of the Diamond, simply because I took my parents' business name, The Millionaires, because when they immigrated here to Canada, their their vision was to grow rich. So Mondays and Tuesdays, Sabrina and Jean-Philippe cover Think and Grow Rich, because that's the basis, is the mentality of, I want more, I deserve more. Then on Wednesday, as a a group of four, Marie-Pierre, myself, Jean-Philippe, and Sabrina, we cover the five-second rule. Once again, this week was so inspiring because, yes, Mel Robbins talks about the five-second rule. But also with my 37 years experience, I'm able to add to that the five-second rule works provided you are surrounded by five people that level up. Because no matter how much the five second rule, like I was sharing with Maribel, like I'm very disciplined. And when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. But yet in the, the Miracle Morning, that aspect of the exercise, because I don't have a circle of friends that exercise, it becomes very difficult for me to be very, very disciplined to do my 10 minute workout every single morning. So I, I, I was I was happy to cover with everybody that the importance of the five people that surround us. And then on Thursdays and Fridays we have what we call the communication in the digital age, because honestly, in the digital age right now, even speaking to my husband is quite challenging because he's living the same thing as me. You're not touching people, you're not communicating with people like you normally do, and we're um, we're completely. Uh, um, drowned in this multimedia, like our cell phones, our computers, our, uh, our tablets. Like like as I'm speaking to you right now this morning with the podcast, I have three surfaces going on. And Marie-Pierre, I count the television in front of me. That's four surfaces. How do you stay focused? How do you stay present so that what we say is not misinterpreted. That That's the biggest challenge. So one of the things we covered last Friday we closed off with was that research has proved that the brands that are winning right now true influence are not winning by using hashtags like we've been trained hashtag this and hashtag that and today I learned that it's not the companies that are winning that are hashtagging because they are winning because they have people who are having real interaction with them. So real interaction with other real human beings is the most meaningful way in this new digital world to succeed. And then comes the word semantics. And this is where I went and get my friend, Melanie Miller. So Melanie, introduce yourself, your background. Uh, I always reach up. We always say, When in need, make sure you're reaching up. Never reach laterally and never reach down. If you want to succeed in something that you don't understand, make sure you're reaching up. And for me, Melanie Miller, you're part of the people I reach up to. You, Mohammed, is up there. Now I have Raluca. (laughs) I always love to reach up to people that know a lot more than me. So last night, what time was it, Melanie, I called you with Marie Pierre.
1: It was uh, about... The, unmute yourself.
0: Person... You, you go down oh. here? Okay. When you called in? Yes. You're
1: okay. How You're do okay. I? I'm okay?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. okay? Can you hear? Her? Yeah. How come I don't hear? Yeah. Her? Hang on. Okay, we'll do it this way. Okay. So, Melanie, what time was it last night?
1: I think it was about half past nine, ten o'clock, maybe. No, yeah. maybe even later. But, but of course you called me on the last day of the month, which is probably the day where you're like super busy trying to get things done. Uh, but uh, yes, you called me and said, you know, what is semantics? And uh, so I, I, I thought about it. Anyway, before I get into that, Um, I'm Melanie and uh, I am 60 years old, Uh, but in my former life before Tupperware, I uh, did a PhD in pharmaceutical technology. I actually uh, had a study in all the materials that go into tablets that are not the drug. What does that mean? That just means that there's plenty of stuff in tablets that hold it together, that make it split apart when it comes into contact with the liquid, that um, allow it to be compressed without sticking to steel, all sorts of things. And my PhD was basically, yes, excipients. My PhD was basically looking at the property of those materials. Um, and uh, I discovered, as all PhDs, you have to discover something that hasn't been discovered before. Um, and my discovery was basically that uh, a lot of uh, materials have different elasticities, even, you know, even as particles. Anyway, so that uh, that was what I did. Um, I... I then spent several years uh, in Australia, where I worked in Australia. Uh, We emigrated there in 1987, and then we emigrated to Canada in 2001. So now I've actually spent more of my life in Canada than in Australia, which always shocks me when I work that out. So. Maria called me and said, okay, Mel, I need help. What does semantics mean? And to be perfectly honest, in the first instant, I'm like, well, I know what it means because I will use semantics as a word to say you're just using semantics when people are are giving you an argument. Uh, But then I said, okay, I actually need to sit down, work it out, even talk to Alan about it, my husband, who also has a PhD, and it's probably a bit more of an egghead than I am. Um, <laughs> and so, so between us, we were talking about it. And, um, you know, the actual definition of the word semantics is the meaning of a word, phrase or sentence. So it's the study of discussing the meaning of interpretation of words or groups of words within a certain context. And uh and what was interesting was Alan said to me, look it up in the urban dictionary. I'm like, what's the urban dictionary? So there are apparently there's an urban dictionary, which basically is a dictionary about um well it's like um a dictionary with life definitions, I guess, with 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 definitions. Uh, that people are using in their everyday lives, rather than, an, uh, like the Oxford or Cambridge Concise English Dictionary. So I looked it up in both, and the interesting thing in the urban dictionary was that it said it's usually used in order to win some sort of argument. So people use semantics to uh, to m- make a phrase that the other person will interpret but the person interpreting the person making the phrase is already setting themselves up to win an argument
0: mm. right so i melanie that's what my daughter yasmin yeah. does as a lawyer she tricks yeah. me she sets it up yeah. so she can win oh my god okay continue i'm taking notes
1: okay so uh <laughs> the listener will interpret a message depending on their expectations and their experiences. So a message that's given to me may not be interpreted in the same way by my daughter who's 25, right? Because she doesn't have the same life experiences as me. And the expectations um, well, Alan Alan came up with a, a good example, and he said, You know, everybody loves Maria, right? Everybody loves Maria. And Maria, if Maria calls you and says, Oh, I've chosen you to do uh, um, a training, for example, well, everybody wants to be chosen by you. And so the person receiving the message is super excited because wow, Maria's chosen me to do a training, or Maria's chosen me to do whatever. But the reality is that Maria needed to find somebody to do the training, and you were on the list of people to do. That doesn't mean to say that you didn't choose them, but the person receiving the message is much more excited. Than the 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 person who gives the message does that make sense?
0: Yes, I love it. Yeah, but Melanie, you're so correct. Uh, Every time I've been I've been chosen to do a a talk at Tupperware or invited to whatever school or university, we're so so excited. But the reality is, they needed they needed somebody, and we fit the description of what Absolutely. they needed.
1: And sometimes you're on a list and you might be the third person that's asked, but you would never know that because you've been chosen. Right. So anyway, so that's where semantics is, is uh, where you, where the person getting the message is not the same as the person giving the message. Right. So, um, the, the thing about semantics, it has a close connection with the word connotation. And connotation is a word that um, uh, it, it, ev- it evokes emotion from a word, right? So if you use, for example, of the one that really struck me yesterday when I was reading it is if you call somebody a lady, it doesn't just mean that they're female or that they're, um, you know, a woman. If you call somebody a lady, what comes with that is an immediate um, thought that that person has elegance and grace, right? So, although it's just another word to describe a female, the connotation of the word lady means that you picture somebody with grace and elegance. So, um, that this connotation and semantics often go together. So, if we were to think about um, a, a mother and a child. So, a mother says to a child, okay, you need to get your chores done. And so, the child in their head says, okay, I can get my chores done when I'm ready, right? But the mother in her message is saying, I want you to get your chores done now. But the interpretation of the message is is left open because it hasn't been specific enough. So semantics uh, come into play and the child in that instant chooses to uh, play the semantics and says, well, I'll do it when I'm ready. I don't don't need to do it right now. Um, And so I have... There's another uh, situation of semantics. So a boss, similar to the Maria choosing us, but a boss um, has a brand new person who joins them for work. And the boss says to the girl, "Um, "Okay, I need you to go down to the Miami office to hit the ground running, uh, to, uh, to get involved with what's going on down there. And the girl receives a message and like, wow, you've chosen me to go to the new office to go and do, you know, I feel so privileged, I've only just started. But the reality is that the boss is sending her to the Miami office to do a lot of really mundane chores and things that he couldn't get anyone else to do. Um, And the girl is like, wow, he's chosen me for this great role. And then, uh, and then the, the girl says to him, wow, you've chosen me uh, amongst everybody. And he says to her something like, yeah, I've really chosen you. But he is meaning I chose you because you're right at the bottom of the rung. And if anyone's going to do mundane chores, it's going to be you. But she's interpreted it as, wow, he's picked me out of everybody to go to the new Miami office so it it just shows all the time that semantics can come into play and certainly in i i was uh, sort of a, after i spoke to you and i was working on some uh translations of posters with some of the girls last night um something hit me in the face um that we were preparing a poster for uh people to join tupperware and we were talking about vip members So I went back to them and I said, how come VIP, they're just going to be a member, right? And so the answer came back, yeah, but we don't want to scare them. We want them to make think it's something special. And so we use words to make a situation favorable to us. And we have semantics because really they're not any more a member than anybody else. But because you call it a VIP membership, now people, as you know, they interpret it like, wow, I'm being treated as somebody special. So
0: does that all help? Absolutely, Melanie. And that, that, that is why in today's world, it is so important to be very careful in the terminology we're using because people are being manipulated And one of the things we covered in chapters one, two, and three, when we covered it, is um, we have to steer away from manipulative manipulative posts, uh, which are intended to to manipulate how many people are going to like your post. Because we we use semantics in the way we post something, say, oh, well, this post is going to make people answer like, um, I'll give you an example. How do you drink your coffee? Remember that post? And it was like 20 different ways to drink your coffee. Well, that is a post that makes you feel I'm asking you a question. But in reality, the objective is to get your social media engagement. Audience engagement so it is a manipulative um, way of doing things, and now what I'm learning through this book that I know you're reading also with me is that the companies that are winning right now are those that don't use those type of manipulative posts, those type that type of language. One of the things I said to um, Sabrina this morning and Jean Philippe as we were doing the pre podcast because we meet every morning together, the four of us, I said. Today, there's things I need to be careful that I didn't need to be careful before, because there's a lot of manipulation with the COVID-19, because everybody is working now out of their homes, so they're being uh, distracted by all the social media, but on top of that, manipulation has been the first entry point with COVID-19, with games and gimmicks and and word choosing like yesterday, VIP, like, and we need to be careful if we wanna win, if we wanna win in a very um, honest way in the 21st century yeah. is making sure we are building sincere uh, relationships with people. Talk about Mark Zuckerberg, when he started Facebook, the semantics of Facebook.
1: Yes, so um, just before I talk about that, I guess what I took away from all my delving into the thing was that uh, the more authentic we are, the more um, people will be attracted to us and they won't feel like we're trying to pull the wool over their eyes. So, for example, I just wanted to take the VIP out because all we're doing is we want people to join us. If they want to join us, they will join us. Why do we need to manipulate them into joining us? So that was my takeaway from that. So um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg um, decided, as we all know, that we can have friends on Facebook. And so he really um, used semantics to uh, manipulate his audience because who doesn't want more friends, right? Everybody, because friends brings with it the feeling of, oh, somebody that loves me, somebody that's gonna look after me, somebody that wants to talk to me, somebody that likes me, um, and, and who in this world doesn't wanna be liked? So when he introduced the word friends as a way of people adding people to their Facebook, suddenly everybody wanted more friends and of course for Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook he wanted more people involved more more um, more business if you like and using the word friends uh, was able to do that so the interesting thing about it is that you can have 1500 or more friends on Facebook but the reality is that the that people maintain the same inner circle, uh, and I mean this is not really this is not the intimate inner circle, but they maintain the same one hundred and fifty people that they communicated with all their life. those are still the same people, and the fifteen hundred is just semantics it's just like they're not really your friends right um, and what he he said though, is that we have to remember that the 150 friends on Facebook that we're hanging out with all the time, they're not intimate friends, but they can be influential relationships. And this is where Facebook um, and where people who are involved in um, the new age of communication truly understand the power of those 150 friends.
0: So the, the question remains, so Maria, how, how do we build sincere relationship? Well, Oxford says nobody can manage over 150 people. So when you're posting something on your personal page, Melanie or your VIP or, or you know whatever pro, pro group you have, it, there's only about 150 people that are actually looking at your post. And these are the main people you want to cater to. Remembering meaningful relationships. Intimate relationship, influential relationship rounds about 150 people. We have to stop wanting to run after 1,500 people, 10,000 people, 100,000 people. If we get that, it's going to be done in an organic way. So, one of the things I'm working on right now, Melanie, with the group, The Millionaire of the Diamonds, which is a bilingual. Facebook group that you can invite your friends, family, friends uh, to join. Uh, What I'm working on is not sponsoring the page or not uh, manipulating uh, games to adhere people to the group, but rather to be done organically. So I want Joan, who's on my Zoom this morning, to say to her daughter, listen, Leslie, or you know, I don't know your daughter's name you should join that group. So we we have meaningful relationships. So the first 150, I have influence over. But then within the group that eventually in my mind will be 100,000, you're going to have influence on 150, really. So when you go on my group and you post, you're touching 150 out of that 100,000. And Joan, when you post something, you're touching another 150. And that's how organically... We're going to build something of value with time. Now, the other thing to remember, it's going to take time. In this digital age, give yourself time. I have my pro page that's been going on now for, what, 8, 9, 10 years. I'm at 5,800 members, but organically grown. Nothing's been manipul- manipulated. So when I post something my authentic self i know i touch 150 people but when you go post something this is why melanie you i want you to go on the group and do something because you get to touch another 150 people and it becomes something that we're we're actually building a real relationship now remember when we're working on building real relationships uh, it's going to involve risks and one of the things i wrote down is right now i am the 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 biggest easy target in my multi-level marketing because people see me a lot. So you, as, as you grow and as you grow, not only rich, but you grow also on the social platform because before COVID-19, I wasn't so exposed. To, to you guys, like you, you needed to be in my industry to know, to know who I am. Now I'm getting calls from people I have never met, neither from Adam or Eve, and say, oh, I want you on my show. Example, this would not have happened before. But remember, you're gonna be an easy target. And for who are we easy targets, once again, is from these people. This is why you need to build things organically. From people with either manipulated results, right? If you're 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 going on and you're manipulating your results, thank you, Melanie. I hope they remove the VIP out of that wording. I know. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yes, because you're 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 going to expose yourself to people that aren't your friends. It's 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 just you know five thousand people that aren't your friends. So you want to make sure that whatever you're doing. Is done authentically. So, tomorrow, Melanie, Marie Claire, we're going to cover how to tell authentic stories so that people truly communicate with you and there's no misinterpretation between what I say and what you understand, Melanie Miller. And making sure that, Melanie, when we do choose people to do a task as leaders, that they are really chosen and not that they were just on a list. And and I know from my behalf, whenever we're working, you work with the A-team with me on Mm -hmm. Friday mornings, you know how I say no. I know the convenient choice is such a person. You know how I argue, yes. no, I don't want the yeah. convenient choice. Absolutely. I want to choose somebody that you and me feel that is absolutely right for the job. And that's what has built my organization for the last 37 years is the authenticity in me choosing people to to talk, to train, to sh- like this morning, you know, it's It's not about semantics. When I was talking to Marie Pierre, I said, I need a doctor. I need a doctor. (laughs) I cannot express this scientific work. Semantics for me was the first time I was listening to it yesterday. And there's no way that I'm going to come on a podcast and pretend that I know. My experience serves me to tell you you're going to be an easy target. Okay, but my knowledge and my experience did not bring me to explain you that word. So I'm not afraid to reach up, not lateral, not down, reach up. And Melanie, you're part of my up people. Thank you so much. Mm, Thank thank you. you for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share. And remember when sharing something I say in my MLM, never tag somebody if you don't share why you're tagging them. We don't want to manipulate people. We don't want to uh, force the results. We want them to happen naturally. A little bit like, you know, making love. It's got to happen naturally. Melanie, I did it again. (laughs) Love you guys. Thank you for joining us. Off to our French podcast. Thank you. Joan, have an amazing day. Lise, thank you for joining us. Thank you, everyone. Jose Martin, Yvette, thank you, guys. Melanie Miller, I love you, as always. Such a pleasure to call you my friend. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank
1: you, Maria. Bye.
0: Bye.